0: faces a choice this is battleground america here's tara servatius
1: welcome to this week's insane things that just Happened podcast where we wind up the craziest things that happen There's so many these days we add another criteria and that's this the country or the world has never seen this before It speaks volumes, that I can do this every week. Those are the times we live in. Insane times we've never seen before. Let's dive in with the number one most insane thing this week, and it'd probably make the top 10 this year, because it's the biggest lie ever told by our government. Perhaps even the biggest lie ever told to the American people. And we've got it in writing. This was the biggest story of the week, or it would have been, In a sane society, we don't live in one of those. It's a series of classified documents that have now leaked that showed that the FBI flat out lied to the House, the Senate, and the Department of Justice. Oh, and they did it under oath, which is a felony. But they've committed so many, we've long since stopped counting. It's truly shocking, though. This recently declassified document is an internal FBI memo that they presented to Congress and the Gang of Eight. That's the leadership of the two parties. It's the memo that kicked off, pretty much, the Russia collusion hoax. It was presented in a classified hearing, which is why you've never heard this before. This is the list of lies presented to Congress, and they are jaw-dropping. It was authored by Lisa Page on behalf of James Comey. Lisa Page was an attorney that was later fired from the FBI. The memo convinced Republicans, because remember, Republicans controlled Congress at the time, to launch a House and a Senate investigation into Donald Trump. Investigations that would drag on for over two years and run over and over and over, almost daily many times in the news. It was all a lie. And the FBI knew it when they presented it to Congress. Here's what this... I mean, this is incredible. In this memo, the FBI... And it's funny now how ridiculous this is. In the memo, the FBI told Congress that Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort was managing the relationship between Putin and Trump. So Putin was controlling Trump. Trump was taking his orders from Putin through Manafort. And that Manafort was doing this by using Carter Page as an intermediary. And so Carter Page uh, would go to his contacts in the Russian's presidential administration, and they'd give Carter Page his marching orders, and then he'd deliver them to Trump and Trump and do whatever Putin wanted, right? And they went back and forth as they discussed, um, you know, Russia's part in ploy, which was to hack Hillary Clinton, hack the Democrat National Committee, and release the emails to do the damage. And in exchange, the Republicans. Uh, were to change their platform regarding U.S. policy toward Ukraine. And, of course, Trump was going to do this for his handlers in Russia. And the intermediaries were Carter Page and Paul Manafort. Every part of that is a total and complete work of fiction. It's a complete lie. Yet the FBI, Lisa Page, James Comey, under oath, submitted this to Congress and told them they needed to launch their own investigations. By God, the FBI needed to go after this. Remember? The Republicans, and think about this for a minute, if the FBI told you this back then, you, I mean, this is pretty alarming, right? Somebody in your own party, controlled by the Russians, that, that is alarming. So the GOP launched two congressional investigations into Russia collusion in the House and the Senate. They were both extremely damaging to Trump. And that's what was so damaging to him mean, is that his own party was after him. I mean, you had Trey Gowdy and you had uh, Lindsey Graham on television night after night saying Trump needed to knuckle under. He needed to cooperate. Um, and Lindsey Graham even at times threatening Trump that if, you know, he was to buck this, if he was to fire Comey, because, of course, Trump knew it wasn't true. Um, you know, that he might, he might be impeached. I mean, he, he better sit still for this. The news of this was broken in a Real Clear Investigations article called, if you want to read it yourself, they've actually got copies of this ridiculous document. FBI Chief Comey misled Congress's gang of eight over Russia Gates. So you could find that yourself. It's at Real Clear uh, Investigations. Okay, here's the crazy part. Real Clear Investigation reached out to every member of the leadership sometimes known as the Gang of Eight. So that's Mitch McConnell, Marco Rubio, uh, Lindsey Graham, and said, hey, now that you know the FBI has lied to you, I mean, they lied to you at a felony level because they were lying under oath. Uh, you know, what do you think? You got a comment? Listen to this. Some declined to comment. They had nothing to say. While others didn't even bother to respond. You heard a word of condemnation about this? They know. We know they know. They should be outraged the Democrats would be if we did this to one of their candidates. Not one word. Not one word. I mean, you think they'd have a press conference or something. This makes Watergate look like child's play. Folks, this is a coup. This happens in third world countries. It is surreal. Orwellian. No response. No outrage. You got nothing. Well, now everybody knows, right? This isn't... Uh, real clear investigations and they've got a link to the document I mean anybody in Congress can read it you heard a word one bloody word from the leadership from anybody I mean Democrats would be losing their mind over this they'd be demanding an arrest and they should get what nobody has a thing to say it shows you the unbelievable power of the FBI the control they have the control the Democrats have through them This is why they're holding the January 6th committee this week. They're covering up for this. This is unbelievable. Now, let me tell you the truly chilling part of this. It's the date, the date of this memo packed full of lies. That date is March 8th, 2017, when Comey, as we now know, it's pretty famous uh, in history, went before Congress and congressional committees both behind closed doors and in public to say that Trump was under investigation by the FBI. Uh, but remember, he would only tell Congress um, in classified settings what, you know, what the evidence was, right? So this is huge news. It read, absolutely destroyed Trump uh, and his credibility. It, it terrorized half the country. I mean, they, I mean, the left spent almost three years literally believing they were being ruled by a Russian puppet under the control of Russia. They made the whole thing up. But let's get back to that date. March 8th, 2017. Why is that date so significant? Well, it's significant because of two other dates. The first one, July of 2016. July of 2016. That's when CIA director John Brennan, you remember, first went personally to Barack Obama and Joe Biden to tell them that Hillary had made up the Russia collusion hoax and that the Russians knew about it and they were taking great offense to it. I mean, we're literally accusing them of of a coup that they didn't commit. The second date that's important there is September of 2016. That is when CIA Director John Brennan went to the FBI and told them the whole Russia collusion hoax was a hoax. Hillary had made it up and warned them the Russians knew that they were taking it as an act of aggression, which it was by us. Remember that date, September 2016. Now, what's the date of this FBI memo that was presented to Congress is, like evidence of Russia collusion? March 8th, 2017, meaning that the FBI had known for months that everything they were telling to Congress under oath was a flat, bald-faced lie. There was no Russia collusion. In fact, they knew where it'd come from. Hillary and the DNC. Again, in a sane and functional society, this revelation would be a bombshell. It'd be round-the-clock coverage. It's eerie, dystopian, creepy that there's no reaction at all all which leads us to the second most insane thing this week the fact that more than a week has passed since we learned in the sussman trial which was also conducted under oath remember that was the trial of the perkins cooey lawyer for supposedly lying to the fbi about russia collusion yeah now they're trying to that then that was the fbi trying to pass that off on him oh us we got fooled by that evil sussman well no you didn't the cia director told you flat out it was fake And that Hillary was behind it. You didn't get fooled. And by the way, that's why that jury didn't convict Sussman. But back to the second most insane thing. The fact that we have now known for almost a week and a half that the FBI installed in 2012 a workspace inside the Democrat law firm Perkins Coie. They served the DNC. It's a portal, this workspace, into the NSA database. That was only ever supposed to be searched for signs of terrorism. And it was supposed to be impersonal. It was supposed to be used to search for terrorist plots. Remember, it holds emails, everybody's emails, everybody's text, everybody's phone calls. It was only supposed to ever be used to look at foreign nationals in the United States and outside of them. In fact, U.S. citizens were never supposed to be searched because you need a warrant for that or it's unconstitutional. And their names were supposed to be masked. Well, the FBI handed it over to the Democrat Party. Tears is an opposition research factory. It's totally illegal. Every one of those searches is a felony. And so, every year starting in 2012, FISA court judge Rosemary Collier has authored a report on illegal searches of the NSA database by the FBI. They average about 12,000 of those felonious illegal searches to a year, and nothing's ever done. So, The significance of those reports, in hindsight, is that we didn't know that the FBI had installed this inside the Democrats' premier law firm. Oh, and guess who manned the desk? Sussman! It was Sussman! You know, the guy that was tried last week for lying to the FBI? Now you're probably thinking, Tara, wait, didn't you tell us about this last week on a podcast? I did. See, the reason it's in this week's Insane Things is because of the silence. Once again, not A peep out of the Republican leadership. The Democrat Party is using the spy apparatus of the United States of America illegally in partnership with the FBI to spy on them.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: What terrorize them as a research tool, and they haven't said a word about that being disclosed publicly, not a word. I don't mean to sound, I mean, I just, I just can't, I mean, it's a perverse sense of awe and total understanding. Of course they haven't said a word. They're under surveillance too, which means they're totally controlled. They don't dare open their mouth and challenge the powers that be because they already understood the power, the spy power they have. Remember, let's let Maxine Waters describe again. What Obama installed, because now we know what she's referring to. Now we know what the database is. Here's Representative Maxine Waters in 2016 admitting this thing exists. We now all know it does. And that Obama put it in place inside Perkins Coie. The president has put in place an organization that contains the kind of database Mm -hmm. that no one has ever seen before in life that's going to be very very powerful and that database will have information about everything, on every individual in Mm -hmm. ways that it's never been done before. And whoever runs for president on the Democratic ticket have to deal with that. They're going to have to go down with that database and the concerns of those people uh, because they can't get around it. And he's been very smart. I mean, it's very powerful what he's leaving in place. Now we know what she was talking about. Again, that was Maxine Waters in 2016. That NSA database portal Inside Perkins Coie has been available to the Democrats since 2012. That's 10 years. Folks, you got to understand, everything you're watching right now, this kind of grotesque corruption that makes Watergate look like a joke, all of it is happening for one simple reason. The Republican leadership says nothing. That's Steve Scalise and Kevin McCarthy in the House and Mitch McConnell in the Senate. Of course, Mitch McConnell can't say anything. He's got the same deal Hunter Biden does, except he just runs it through his wife and his father-in-law. He can't move an inch. He's totally owned and controlled, which means the Republican Party is, and they're free to terrorize them. And Kevin McCarthy, why would he allow this? No, he learned the hard way. Kevin McCarthy likes to have affairs with people who aren't his wife. One of them was with Renee Elmers, and if you Google this, You'll remember he was supposed to be the majority leader the last time the Republicans took control, but the Department of Homeland Security leaked his personal data showing he was having the affair with Elmer's. It broke up Elmer's marriage. She had to leave Congress. He somehow survived. So, look, Kevin McCarthy, more than anybody, understands the deal. They got everything on him. He is not going to touch them at all. And this is why you don't see McCarthy say a thing when we learn this week, an insane thing number three: that the disinformation commission. We had a whistleblower come out at the Department of Homeland Security, and admit, you know, you know how uh, Mayorkas and the head, the head of Department of Homeland Security said, "Hey, that disinformation commission. Now nah, we were just a working group. We we weren't going to censor anybody. We we were just going to put out guidelines." He said that under oath. It was a lie, because a whistleblower from the Department of Homeland Security revealed this week they had already been meeting with social media executives to put in place a censorship regime that would be dictated by the Democrats and give the Department of Homeland Security totalitarian iron-fisted control over speech in this country. In other words, Mayorkas lied under oath to another congressional committee. And the Republican leadership said (laughs) nothing. That's what the Democrats watch to figure out what they can get away with. If the GOP leadership says nothing, they don't care if Jim Jordan or Ted Cruz or somebody like that goes on television complaint. They don't care. It doesn't mean anything. It only means something if it comes from the leadership. That's why I want to read you this tweet. This is insane thing number three, the near assassination of Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court justice and his entire family. But I want to read you a tweet from the terror group Ruth sent who on a nightly basis violate federal law by going in front of justices' houses and protesting. I want to read this tweet. This is from the very day the guy who wanted to kill the family was arrested on his way to do so. At Justice Kavanaugh's house. This is a tweet by the group Ruth sent us to Kavanaugh and his wife, Ashley, and their daughters. It's entitled, A Special Message for Ashley Kavanaugh and Your Daughters. Listen to this. At Leader McConnell, so that's Mitch McConnell, and the GOP aren't worried for your safety. What are they saying there? We have terrorized you. We have caused Samuel Alito to do something no Supreme Court justice in American history has ever had to do. We caused him to have to go into hiding. We break the law nightly in front of your home. And the Justice Department does nothing, despite 24 attorney generals signing a letter asking them to have these protesters arrested because they are violating the law. What they're saying is, this is our special message to you. Republican leaders aren't worried about your safety. They will not stop us from hurting you. We watch them. We take our cues from them. We learn where the boundaries are from them. And you are not safe. They not only can't protect you, they won't. That tweet would be the third most insane thing this week if Democrat leadership hadn't outdone themselves. None of them from Nancy Pelosi, the Democrats leader in the House, Chuck Schumer, the Democrats leader in the Senate, and Joe Biden, the president, have condemned an attempt on the life of Kavanaugh. Think about that. Worse yet, after the news broke of Kavanaugh's attempted assassination, after the news broke, Nancy Pelosi put a block on a bill that had already unanimously passed the Senate to give Supreme Court justices' families protection. The message couldn't have been clearer. Imagine you're Kavanaugh, you're Alito. Come on, tell me it wouldn't weigh on you. I'm not afraid for my life. I'm not afraid to make a ruling I know is the right thing, but my daughters, they're so young. They'll have to watch their backs for the rest of their life. No one is coming to protect them. Could you do it? Or would you change the way you intended to vote, the way we knew you are going to vote in that leaked road document? As a parent, it would be hard, wouldn't it? And it would be doubly hard after the fourth most insane thing this week. The arrest of popular GOP gubernatorial candidate and father of six, Ryan Kelly. He got his home raided by the FBI due to misdemeanor charges that he, this is 17 months later, was part of January 6th. Now, everybody agrees in the filing documents he didn't even go into the Capitol. He was only on the front steps, but they hit him with misdemeanor trespassing charges anyway and arrested him. Why is this significant? It's a campaign of terror because every night the Democrats commit another January 6th in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes. Remember, there's a federal law against them being there. They're trespassing. It's a crime. Yet the FBI has never raided any of their houses, yet they went after Ryan Kelly for literally what they're allowing these protesters to do, to send the Supreme Court justices into hiding, and Alito in particular, they arrested him for. It's dual justice, but it's so much more than that. It's conditioning. Dual justice is merely applying the law to the right, but not the left. This conditioning goes beyond that. We are being conditioned that they that we better dare not protest ever or the FBI will come after us. But the FBI will allow their jackboot thugs to come after us illegally to enter spaces. They're not legally able to enter, according to federal law, to get us, to intimidate us as they are to Alito, the Supreme Court justice. Think about this. Somehow. These protesters are allowed to terrorize Supreme Court justices and their neighbors night after night in violation of federal law. But yet the FBI opened two dozen counterterrorism investigations against parents who committed absolutely no crime. That's why they had to use the counterterrorism label. You don't need a crime Uh, When you're investigating terrorists in the U.S., they're supposed to be foreigners. That's the problem. They opened two dozen of these. We learned, what, two weeks ago from a whistleblower against parents who spoke out at school boards who would committed no crime. Yet night after night, they allow another January 6th in front of these justices' homes. This is conditioning. Don't try it. Do not protest. We will beat you. We will terrorize you. And the law will let us. This is the message Nancy Pelosi is inherently sending when she blocks a bill to provide federal protection to justices' families. It's deliberate. It's messaging. It's conditioning. And the final most insane thing this week, the May inflation number came out today higher than expected by, well, not your host, at 8.6%. And you know what's weird? Everybody does this drama like, "Oh, wow, shocking. Uh, No, I told you months ago that's what it would be by April and May. How did I know? Well, you could tell by the wholesale, uh, you know, inflation that manufacturers and producers were paying back in December and January uh, when this stuff was running through their factories. This is what they were paying. They were going to pass it on. But everybody does the theater of, wow, this is shocking on these newscasts as if we couldn't have seen this coming. Okay, well, that leads us to the final insane thing this week. Uh, was it, Which isn't just the inflation number, but the fact that this was absolutely planned. Or rather, the insane thing is why it was planned. Again, we know it was planned because Jim Clyburn, the number two in Democrat leadership in the House, admitted that the Democrats knew it would cause inflation when they passed the American Rescue Act. This is from his NPR interview back in March.
0: When you start uh, putting money out the way we did with the Rescue Act. Are you going to fan inflation? It is that
1: I know. That's elementary. Which gets us to the insane thing about this. We, for the first time, are seeing the end game here. Why they did it. Why they would take such political damage. It's a power grab. This week, the New York Times floated the idea that, heck, since we have so much inflation, people struggling to afford food, we should use the Lever Act, which is already in the books, has been since World War I. It's a World War I era law that allows the government to seize, I am not kidding, food. In fact, they've done it before. Yep, they created the Food Administration. And in this New York Times article, which is gleeful about inflation, they think it's the best ever, they're saying not enough people have given up eating meat. And so we need to use the Lever Act, seize control of the food, use inflation as an opportunity to save the planet um, by basically forcing people to eat less carbon-intense kinds of food and less meat. And look, they're saying, and they're not wrong, they've got the precedent to do it in the Lever Act, which is still on the books. So we're seeing the outlines of the endgame. Why the Democrats would hurt themselves so badly in this mad bid for power. They intend to seize delivery systems, food, and maybe even means of production. And they've already begun. Look, folks, I freak people out when I say this stuff. It's right there in the New York Times. You can look it up. Um, But look, this doesn't mean they're going to succeed. This means this is where they're going. They're going to try. I'd give them about 50-50 chance because they're so unpopular right now. They never counted on being this unpopular. They really thought that people would buy the Putin did it line like people bought their COVID BS. They thought they could sell that to their sheep-like followers. And even they're not buying the Putin did it line. So they're kind of in trouble. Maybe. It won't come to pass, but they're beginning to try. I mean, they've used the Defense Production Act twice in the last week. Joe Biden has executively to seize control of part of the solar panel industry and part of the baby formula industry. Those are dry runs. If you want more details on how they plan to use the Lever Act and the Defense Production Act to take advantage of the crises they deliberately created in order to seize power, power over energy food and means of production i detailed that earlier this week in a podcast called masters of disaster now we know that democrats endgame it's from june 7th so you could get it um at odyssey just download the app and it'll be right there and that concludes the most insane thing this week thanks for listening
0: battleground